For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Chris Krogman, Joe Gaither, and Luke Barry. Discussing all topics, Chicago Bears. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Luke Canellis. Luke Canellis and Joe Gaither, one of the same. We both got fooled by the Randy Moss take. Welcome in. Randy Moss said Tyler Scott's the greatest young receiver to come in the NFL in the last 15 years. You can't teach speed. Welcome into the Believe in Monsters podcast. We are the Believe in Monsters host, Chris Krogman, Lucas Berry, and yours truly, Joe Gaither, here to celebrate. A big 23-17 victory over the Tennessee Titans. Make sure you follow us on the Twitter machine at BIM underscore pod. Follow Chris Krogman at Shy Bears 1985 LBerry underscore 40. For Lucas and I am at Joe Gaither 6. We are proud partners and par- a proud part of the Believe, in- the Believe Network. We're going to talk some preseason football. Our Bears hosted the Tennessee Titans. A little bit of a scrimmage action. Not a whole lot of ones out there, but we got plenty to get into. We will get into it tonight. Before we do, though, Chris Krogman, Tyler Scott, greatest receiver ever. That's what Randy Moss said. I mean, if he said it, I'll believe it because that that dude knows talent. That's for sure. And he knows speed. He's very fast. So – he knows that Tyler Scott is very fast and very good, and uh, we're looking forward to a just absolutely dominant career by the uh, best college prospect to come into the league in the last 50 years or something, something like that. <laughs> it's pretty spot-on analysis. Nailed it. Uh, I'm doing great, though. I uh, I had a nice, nice little weekend. Uh, can't remember if I told you guys, but I messed my back up not too long ago. So I uh, I got that. Well, I've been do- treating it and uh, got my golf trip coming up at the end of the month. So I needed to test out to see if the back was going to survive. 
Uh, and I think we're good. I think we're all right now. So uh little uh feel a little bit younger today, not so old and decrepit. Lucas, how are you, sir? I am doing well. I had a uh, a great weekend and uh the Bears won their first game of the year, which is great news. But also I don't really care that much about the preseason and just wake me up when it's week one. Don't care. Our uniforms were on. That helmet was looking shiny. It's such a tease, Joe. It's such a tease. And the discourse on social media is at an all-time ridiculous high. <laughs> About everything. It's screen passes, yards after the catch. You have the Jaguars quarterback looking like he's uh, prime Marshawn Lynch out there. And then did you guys see that? The dude broke like six tackles and then he threw like a bomb in the corner of the end zone. The guy caught it. It's crazy. Who is this? It was like the Seahawks, like fourth string quarterback. He got sacked like six times, but he kept breaking out of it. And then he just like, (laughs) then he just like heaved the ball down the field like a grenade and went right in his receiver's hands. It was preseason. Was it not? He just said Jaguars, then he said Seahawks, and now he's saying four string. I have no idea what's happening anymore. It was was Trevor it, Lawrence breaking all those uh, – breaking all the, That was uh, not – I thought it was the Seahawks, but I think you're right. It was Jacksonville, but it was like a a very far backup. It was not Lawrence. Was it not? Because I thought – okay, maybe – all right. Hmm. We'll, fig- I don't we'll know. figure out his name. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I pr- probably not. He's like going to be one of those people that gets cut and everybody will be mad and – uh because in Jacksonville, just like everybody's mad at the Bears for cutting some dude that nobody cares about. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to break down this game. Oh, I, it was uh, Trevor Lawrence. It was absolutely Trevor Lawrence. All right, Joe. Joe. There's no way. That's like let's 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 move on. This is a Bears podcast. Even though Trevor Lawrence is forever tied to Justin Fields, I do not want to talk about that. Oh, he's got a butt crack sports freaking link in the in the chat. Have you have you not been fooled once? Like, come on, my guy. You're really going to use butt crack All right, sports? Here it is. Freaking- Canadian Canadian quarterback Nathan Rourke. That's Joe. his name. Man, Nathan you're fired. Rourke. You're fired, Joe. Damn it. I know. All right. Well, I'm <laughs> excited to get into this Bears game. Oh, uh, you know, the 16 <laughs> and 18, they're the same. All right. But before we, before we move on, Chris, we got to figure out the name of Joe's network so we can prank call him and, and just like, haven't totally believe us about anything we like say. Bama Central or whatever. Yeah, you could call on his Nick Saban and he'd totally buy it. And be like, hey, you know, this is this is Terrell Smith. I'm a huge uh, fan of the show and I'm a Bear and you're a Bears fan and a Bama fan and here I am. All right, Terrell Lewis. Re- See, I told you I fucked this up once. Damn it. We're going to restart. I'm going to let Chris go. I have Joe muted like around the horn. So I'll let Chris introduce us to our Bears game while, while Joe's muted. All right, can't wait to introduce you guys to the Chicago Bears versus the Tennessee Titans. I am your best uh, fake guest, Joe Faithur. That's kind of, never mind. All right, we're going to fucking pound off that. All right, so let's just go by <laughs> position groups, uh, starting with the <laughs> offense. You're going to what? <laughs> I was going to say Joe Faker and Joe Fa- Gaither, and I just tried to combine it, and then it just didn't go away. So. And now you're going to pound off Joe Faker. Now- <laughs> Pause. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, we're going to have to reset and like not be live anymore. Can we do that? Ah, fuck it. Um, so, 
I'll I'll wait for Lucas to get done. Um, <laughs> I'm good. No, you're not. It's all right. Uh, so Bears quarterbacks. Uh, obviously Justin Fields started the game. Didn't have to do a whole lot. Didn't really. Didn't really matter. He threw three passes. Went three for three. Two touchdowns that were done mostly by the skill position players DJ Moore and Khalil Herbert. You bring in talented players. They do talented things. And if you're a hater, it's uh, last year it was you didn't br- you didn't give Fields enough weapons. He's he's not good enough. And then now it's hey, you gave Fields weapons, but it's only the weapons doing everything. Justin didn't do anything. It's like who cares? It is preseason. Does not matter. Uh, yeah, let's talk Justin. Uh, what does Scoreboard say after those three passes, Chris? They, it still says, well, did Cairo make all the, yeah, uh, seven, seven, nothing, 14, nothing, or whatever that at the time it was, seven, 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 yeah. seven and 14, points. seven, I think. Yeah. 14 points, 14 whole points or 12 as it were with the touchdowns, but yeah, it matters. Still matters. Well, we also need to, we, we can kind of talk about this too. I mean, there's not too much to analyze, but something that the bears, I feel like haven't been good at in a long time has been their screen game. And what people don't realize is when you have a, qu- a quarterback like Fields who can run the ball, you put defenses in a bind where bigger plays are more likely to happen because defenses have to put a guy on Fields as well. So when he takes them short passes and dumps it off to his weapons, that's all accounted for. So it all kind of plays into each other. And like you said, Chris, it's just kind of ridiculous that people are scrutinizing preseason football that much. But from our perspective, I think it's good the Bears are – simplifying the playbook in some ways, you know, you don't have to score. Like you said, Joe, the points are all the same, but sometimes it's those easy ones where if you have talented players, they're going to make plays like that. And how about the offensive line on those? Those were very well blocked. You can see why the bears want athletic linemen in space. I saw Tevin laying some dudes out and I saw Braxton in the open field, Darnell Wright, Jatir Carter. Kudos to the O-line. I thought the O-line played very well. We'll get into that soon. Um, I mean, Chris, should we go through the whole quarterback depth chart? Yeah, I mean, I know uh, we can we can do we can do one words uh, if you want. Uh, PJ yeah. Walker was trash. Nathan Peterman mm. was was mid, and uh, Badgett uh, Badgett was fine. I mean, dude, I would I would almost at this point like if you're putting the gun to my head, Walker's cut, Peterman's two, and Badgett's three. Yeah, I just think. I think I think there is something to be said, like strictly from PJ having a similar play style to Fields, that you wouldn't have to change your playbook. Fucking Badgett does too, man. Shit, you run around like crazy. PJ Walker looked awful and has looked. Oh, awful. he has. Yeah, no, totally. You know, he. I mean, the one thing I noticed about the game, and this goes kind of across the board, except for like one one spot that we'll get into, um, is the negatives seem to be coming out the same. So, you know, PJ Walker underthrowing or overthrowing people and throwing picks happened first freaking pass out the box. He throws it way over the receiver's head and it gets picked off. That had been happening in camp. So it's it's a little concerning. Uh, you know, just if Justin has to run or Justin gets hurt in some way, God forbid, and and the backup quarterback has to come in. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what I do mean, you have to change about your game plan with Peterman unless you plan on fields running? Right. 
Which like, they unless, do somewhat, but I mean somewhat, but I guarantee it's a lot less than last year. I mean, like the Jets game, for example, last year, the Bears were definitely running different plays and they would run with fields at quarterback. Right, but that wasn't God, who started that game? Peterman. Oh, yeah. He started off hot too. I think he he threw that like Hail Mary to Claypool that Claypool caught. And of course, Twitter caught fire over that because Fields wasn't hitting deep shots at that point. Whatever. Um, But I guess my question is how much stock do you guys put into PJ Walker's previous performance? I mean, he's never been like a great NFL quarterback, but last year on the Panthers, I would say he was at least a serviceable player. So, like, how much stock do you put in that versus what you're seeing now and in camp? None. It's just weird. It's just weird. Because, like, you could say the same for Peterman, though. Like, Peterman's had the opposite. Like, you could say he looks good in practice, but when he gets in the game, he doesn't really look great. So, I I don't know. I'm just asking how much do you weigh that into a factor of does this guy make the team or not? John Gruden loved uh, Nate Peterman. The Peterman. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I mean, past performance is the best indication of future performance. So, I mean, Peterman has been terrible uh, and Walker has been serviceable. I just don't like it. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's just not, it's just, bad, it's just bad vibes right now. I mean, hopefully we never get to this situation anyway, but that's just what, how I feel. Uh, but no, no worries. Um, we can move on to running backs for all I care. Any other final thoughts on? Quarterbacks, Joe? Oh, yeah. I feel like we should kind of – I mean, we all laid it all out there for fields and the points – you know, the points are the points. But, it's like, my biggest thing with, with, with fields is you've got people – If you, oh, you, you know, he only hit the three yard – he only hit, what, negative air yards, X, Y, Z. What's he supposed to do? He operates the offense. He The only couple passes, the only couple plays that he is in the game – What's he supposed to do? He's supposed to operate the offense. Boom, quick snap, hits a uh, hits blasting game in the flat. And boom, quick, you know, quick snap. Oh, the, the the design plays to DJ Moore. And like the big complaint there is, oh, what a terrible pass to DJ Moore. And it's like, oh, okay, yes, it wasn't perfect, but you're operating in the scheme of the offense. You, your offensive line uh kind of goes a wrong way on your uh on on your next screen pass to on your next screen pass to Herbert and he's able to escape a little bit and then dump it right down. The, 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 the online chatter is just, um, the online chatter is just really looking to, I think, I think Martin, you know, make a name and get a rub off of, uh, this might be arrogant, but get a rub off one of the NFL's most popular franchises. You know, you, you criticize, you get critical over, Justin Fields, and you get people riled up, and you drum up interaction. Uh, but then to your other quarterbacks, you know, Walker's, Walker's trash. I mean, if you had to win a game right now, and you had the, the backup three options, would you not go Nathan Peterman? Because you, you talk about okay, Luke, your point to uh, your point to running the same style, same system. Well, isn't that the reason why you? Upgrade on the offensive line and upgrade around your receivers, and you know I think we're probably about the same or a little upgrade in the running back room to maybe mitigate if Justin Fields gets hurt. Maybe Nathan Peterman can run a traditional kind of style offense. Doesn't have to run it run as much. Can get the ball out quickly to to the other skill positions. Like 
to me, if, if, if Fields goes down, it's Peterman. And, you know, what are you feeling? As good as you're feeling when you play Chase Daniel about? I mean, well, I, I, I do think there's a lot of different techniques and stuff involved more than you're kind of giving them credit for. I mean, with a guy like PJ or Fields, you're going to run more boot action, rollout type stuff. Peterman, who's a statue in the pocket, you're going to ask your linemen to play bigger than they are. I mean, mind you, they have all these guys drop weight to be athletic in space, pulling. Um, but, you know, generally when that happens, you're not – you're sacrificing a stand-up anchor when you're losing weight. So it is definitely a different offense. And I – as we kind of talked about earlier, past performance – I think is the best indicator and I would still roll with PJ. Yeah. Uh, Joe, to your point about feel like if that pass to DJ Moore was that bad, then the pass to blossom game was the best pass I've ever seen to a, a running back in the flat. I mean, he led him up field perfectly. Blossom game hit it and it was off and running. Got nine yards on a flat to the fullback. Shit, dude. You don't see that too often. My God, put him in the hall of fame. <laughs> I mean, the pass was like a, like a half a yard behind DJ, and hey, looks like it turned out fine. Maybe it gave DJ an extra wiggle room to uh, to get out, or maybe DJ should have backed up that yard and field threw it to the right spot, and DJ fucked up. We don't know, and it doesn't matter. It's the preseason, and it's one throw, so calm down. All you Jordan Love strokers out there that want to give him credit for throwing a lob pass in the end zone, good for you. Anyway, on on to the running backs. Uh, back, y'all. The uh, so Herbert had the big catch and run. I the most interesting thing about Herbert to me was the fact that he did catch a screen pass. Didn't do a whole lot of that last year. I didn't. I mean, he had a what one other decent run, um, eleven yard run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, it was kind of bleh. I mean, there wasn't a lot of outside zone that I saw, at least when uh, Khalil was in the game. So, I don't know. They gave, they gave Roshan the majority of the carries. They did, yeah. Uh, and what, like, Foreman only had maybe yeah. three? Three, like three, three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't check box. I just – I watched – I almost watched that game fully twice just because <laughs> – long story. Anyway, so – and then Ebner – for all the po- all the talk in camp of him looking great, he did not look great. Not at all. Travis Homer looked player. good. Travis Homer looked good in his minimal time. Uh, I mean, as far as best looking running back, it was Roshan for me. Yeah, he got the most run too, so it's, it's kind of one of those things too. But his first carry was awesome, uh, where he ran over like three dudes and yeah, I don't know, I. It's just totally what I expect out of him. I mean, it's going to be all like this. That's the that's the type of guy that like this fan base. I feel like always loves. Yeah. Um, and my understanding, surprisingly, that I mean, because he's a rookie, is that he's the best pass blocking running back of the three, which is a little scary, if I'm being honest. But I think that's why they drafted him, though. They might. He might. He might get. I mean, man, I don't know, dude. Like it's it's making me feel like it's even more so going to be a three headed monster as opposed to any one of them getting even sixty percent of the snaps. Yeah, you know? no, I I don't see any of them really dominating. And then you throw in Homer in there too if he makes the team. I mean, it's another guy that's a similar skill set to Roshan who's going to take you know the passing down. So, I um, there's no way that dude does not make the team. 
Uh, all right, well, I, I'm just saying. So yeah, it is. It's going to be a three-headed monster with a little bit of him mixed in. So it's just, it's crazy. It's a four-headed yeah, monster a plus blasting game. Yeah, I, dude, that's what I was thinking too. What did you say, I, Joe? Homer's going to be your daggum punt returner, kicking punt returner. After what we saw this, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead. Why does he return punts? Yeah. He, he, why he, didn't he? He didn't return he after this week. I don't know why he didn't return any in this game. Because I got to figure out, they had to put Vailus out there for something. Yeah, but the Tyler Scott received a punt. He didn't do anything with it. He just from what I, from what I've heard, I don't I I don't think uh, Travis Homer's in their punt return rotation. I'm not entirely sure why. Personally, I still think Pettis is the best punt returner on the roster, but oh no, to get healthy. Uh, that's not true. So he's never had he's never returned a punt. It's Homer? kick returns. Yeah, it's kick returns. Yeah, that's what I figured. So basically another Valus. Well, yeah, that doesn't mean that he can't do it, but we already know apparently, he can't do it. apparently returning a kick and returning a punt are two totally different things, which I didn't realize it would be that different, but here we are. Well, it's interesting because like with a punt, I mean with a kick returner, you really don't you have two of them out there. Obviously, it doesn't all, often go to the other guy, but like punting is very much like to a spot where kicking kicker, kickers just kick it right down the middle almost every time. So there's no like moving to a spot is what I'm getting at. So like yeah. with a punt, you have to move to the spot. Um, and I was listening to something with the the special teams coach where he was talking about running into Devin Hester at a wedding and like asking him what you know what made him such a great punt returner. And it was basically like beating the ball to the spot. And that's just something that clearly Valus did not do that on that dropped punt. Let's not get into all this. Let's get there when we get there. Actually, we can roll right into wide receivers unless you guys got anything else. No, yeah, I want to go into Valus. Because the yeah. running backs are, uh, is what it is. You're going to see yeah. a, 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 about a third of each of them. Real quick, though, who do we think? I I, I technically think Herbert will be the the starter. Like, he'll start games as the running back. 100%. Yeah. He, he, but, uh, I mean – I, I said like Roshan looked the best, but that was because he had the most carries and yeah. actually ran the ball the most. But that run by Herbert was great. I mean, he didn't go down inside the five, wasn't going to catch Dude, a fine I, from the coach. He was. I don't was, know what it is. It. He literally Herbert looks like so slow to me when he's running, but he's like definitely faster than like Montgomery was. Like I don't know. It just looks like he's always going to get caught, and then he just. I don't know. He has good breakaway speed, but. It, to me, it doesn't look like he's moving that fast. He's got, I think he's got, that? he's got, I think he's got longer strides than than David. David like chops his legs really fast, but didn't go yeah. very far. He wasn't going anywhere. He's just spinning also, his wheels. I don't know if this was true, but did you see Herbert said they get fined if they get tackled in the fo- within the five yards? Yeah, he totally said that. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, he definitely said that. Yeah, because he broke a tackle there when he was going in. That, dude, that was. <laughs> I would I'd be paying a lot of fines because in high school that happened to me all the time. <laughs> I, I would always get tackled within the five yard line, like without fail. So Roger Craig used to talk about like high knees. You need to get them high knees up. Lucas can't get tackled when you got high knees to the chest. The knees can't go very high when you're five foot seven. Well, then you, they also don't have very far to go when you're five <laughs> foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, all right, wide receiver highlights. Uh, obviously, DJ did his thing. Uh, Tyler Scott had a very challenging day. I did Mooney, Mooney, and Claypool didn't either. Neither one of them played, right? Correct. If they played, they didn't make the stat sheet. I didn't load it. I didn't notice them. So then, um, there's like I mean, Bayless had like a comeback catch by six yards. Who did? Valus. Valus. One reception, six okay. yards. Yeah, it was that comebacker from PJ Walker. Um, There's a lot of guys on here who had a catch. Yeah, there definitely was. So I'm are we all in agreement to just drive this conversation? Are we all in agreement? Cut Valus like today. Like you're not going to cut him today, but well, when it when it comes down to cut day, he's an easy cut at this point. I mean, if you're cutting people today, yeah, but shit, we're going to cut him for one of the same type of fuck ups as he's been having, probably. But like, what if he? What if he's just not a punt returner? Do you think he does not have a place on the roster if he cannot receive punts? No, he. What, what's what's he, he's he, what, what is he doing for your offense? Well, what's he what doing? He did at the, what he did down the stretch last year? Just a gadget player who you know is going to get the ball on a, on a speed sweep, or you know is going to get be the 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 target okay. of one of those screens. You're going to have to put the ball. You're going to literally put the ball in his fucking hand because he can't catch. That's not true. He had a deep ball last year. There's no consistency in that. You can't trust it. You can't put him out there and trust it. Yeah. All right. Whatever. I mean, from my perspective, I can't trust. If you think you can trust him, fine. I mean, I'm, I'm open to other uh, other takes, but like, I wouldn't put him out there for 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 anything at this point. Would you rather keep I mean, Vilas or Dante Pettis? Pettis. I'd rather keep Isaiah Ford. Man, that guy smoked his cornerback. That was a wide open shot. That dude was honestly he. he if they do feel like they have to move on from Valus, it does open the door for one of these random guys to make the roster. That's what I was thinking too. Like during the game, I was like, all right, like Pettis doesn't excite me. Okay. I mean, I guess he fills a role with a punt returner, but God dang it. If I, I want to fill, like, do I literally want a, like the long snapper version of wide receiver out there? Like that's well, really kinda, your only job. He kind of does what Valus does though. Like what Joe described, like he does, do like jet sweeps and like weird shit like that, but he'll never. Does he catches he? the occasional. Yeah, he does. Heck, he does. He's not as powerful as Vales, but he's just. I was gonna really say fast. he ain't breaking. He ain't breaking. He's tackles. just super fast in the open field. Now, so they do kind of play a similar role, to be honest. <clears throat> Man, I, I mean, okay, okay. I mean, that's fair, but yeah. But uh, I, I guess the question is again, proven talent, talent in quotations, because we know what Pettis is. He's you know not great or. You know, do you keep relying on the also in quotes young upside of Valus or like inexperienced upside of Valus? Ain't nothing young about that motherfucker. I'm asking Chris. Yes, there is. He has a young NFL career. It's only the second <laughs> year in the NFL. <laughs> He's younger than you, Joe. Yeah, and now I'm old. I, I'm 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 <laughs> old and unathletic. Well, that's. That's not, that's beside the point. That happened in high school too. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Damn. Um, I I don't have a. I just don't like. I said I just don't want to waste a third round pick in year two, 
especially like at wide receiver six. Like, I just don't. But whatever. I mean, I don't think he's going to go on to have some magnificent career somewhere if we cut him. You just can't have. You, you can't have. Look, I think the defense gonna is going to be better than probably I thought it was going to be, but not by a whole lot. I, I think you're going to be really wanting and needing to get off the field. When you get a third down stop, you better get the daggum. You, you better get the ball. You get a third down stop and they're punting. You can't put them back out on the field. Like, and, and that's one of those, that's one of those uh, mistakes that just makes me like irrationally angry, irrationally upset because you, you, your defense is, is probably going to be fighting tooth and nail the whole year, the whole year, uh, and, and for for them. And when they get get off the field, when they get stops, you just oh, you, you, you can't do that. You can't have that happen. And the reason he did it, I mean, the reason he did it, he couldn't field the punt in the first place. He he runs up, and the ball is coming down. And he, he realized, oh, I'm, I guess I'm not in a good position. Or he didn't feel confident, whatever the case. And he lets it bounce. Once you let it bounce, get the fuck away from it. Get, yeah, like, once, it's, once you let it bounce, you've made the decision, you're not fielding this punt. All right, yeah. that's fine. That's not the end of the world. That's really not the end of the world. Let them down the ball wherever they're going to down the ball, and let's put the offense back out there. It's not that big of a deal. But to just say, oh, well, I, I fucked up by letting it bounce. I'm now going to double fuck up by trying to kill <laughs> it. And, and, and getting I'm smothered. And, and I'm going to triple the fuck up by, by, by giving the ball up. How much money would they have to pay to field a punt, Joe? I'm sorry? How much money would a team have to pay you to field a punt in an NFL game? It only Not, matters if you can't fair catch it. Uh, yeah, you have to field the punt. <laughs> <laughs> no fair catch, no runaway. You have to catch it. I mean, well, the, the biggest question is how many yards am I having to move from my initial spot? Because if I'm having to move, Dude, it's like a regular punt. The punter can put it wherever he wants. Then you I'm just probably to- not athletic enough to field it. Oh, that's what that's that's the case. I will run my butt off, but I probably won't be athletic enough to get to the spot to field it. Bayless Jones is. I'm just asking, how much money would they have to pay for you to? Not do that? much. You'd be. I'd, I'd. I'd do it just to try it. I'd do it just I, to like get the experience. With the NFL people bearing down on you? No way, dude. I that's think like they the should, scariest thing you could do to someone. I think they should send Valus to Cubs practices for the rest of the year, so he learns how to track a ball. Ooh, pop fly. I mean, dude, you can't track a ball. Like you cannot track where the fuck the ball's coming down, and it's a bigger ball. It's humongous. It's a football. That's what I got so, so angry. It's just like, don't you don't 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 urinate all of the defense's good effort by giving so, the ball right back up. So last year, did he muff two punts or did he muff one and fumble one? I think he muffed one and fumbled one. That's what I thought too. One happened in the Vikings game, right? It was back-to-back games. It was like two games. I thought it was Vikings and Giants. He definitely did it in the Giants game. Maybe maybe both were in the fourth quarter. I know there was some other similarity between the two. And then he had a drop in the Dallas game that was not a punt. That was just a pass. Well, I mean, we're going to have drops. That's that's 2022, uh, according to ProFootballReference.com, he had three fumbles. 
So I don't know. I mean, you got to you got to determine how, how they're det- what, what's a, a muff, what's a fumble. But in in, in its entirety, he lost three. He, he lost three fumbles. That's bad. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, and to come out and do that, like, <laughs> just just bad, bad look, bad look. Uh, yeah, no, I I mean, I don't know if yeah, easy cut today. Like, there's other wide receivers you could easily cut right ahead of him, but. Like, like he makes the decision to move on a lot easier by doing stupid shit like that, and not and not doing much else to make it better. If he wants to make the team, he needs to get out there on offense and do something other than a one yard uh, one catch for six yards. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, again, to your point about Fields, though, he can only operate in the scheme of the offense if he's not told to run a post down the middle of the field he can't run a post down the middle of the field or we're yelling at him for doing that shit oh hey Velas wasn't supposed to run that route but hey fuck it i threw a yolo ball and he got it uh yeah so all right so the all Velas things aside uh we need to talk about uh tyler scott because he had a rough day as well he had a fumble uh, two targets, one catch for six yards, and, and fumbled the ball. Obviously, didn't catch the other ball. I don't know what happened, but he also fielded a punt, I believe, or a kickoff. I can't remember which. I feel I feel like it was a punt. It was a punt. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh no, he had a he had a kick return as well. So he had one kick return for thirteen yards and one punt return for nine yards. Oh, and Vilas did catch the other one. He had he had two punt returns for seven yards, so that means he had one for seven yards because he fucked up the other one. Yay, fifty <laughs> percent! Uh, Joe Tyler Scott's your not Joe Lucas Tyler Scott's your dude. Are you? I mean, we've ter- we've heard some stories in camp about drops from Scott. Are you worried about his hands? Does he need to invest in a hand strengthener? to some degree or something like like a grip machine or like a, some maybe some silly putty just a squeeze silly putty all the time or that that goofy thing that straps on all your fingers and has rubber bands on it that joe's pretending oh. to do yeah yeah he might he might need one of those but um i don't know i think it's kind of a honestly a common issue for rookie wide receivers to drop balls i mean christian watson dropped a ton of balls from rogers last year until he settled in uh, I mean, Jamar Chase dropped everything that was thrown at him his rookie year in camp. So not overly concerned. Um, main things looking for in camp was he sounds like he's been one of the Bears' best separating wide receivers, which is positive news. And, uh, you know, if you can do that, we can work on the hands and, and figure the rest out later. So, uh, no, not too worried. He'll be playing a role, but a minimal one probably this year until he gets more comfortable. So nothing to overly stress about, in my opinion. Like I said, the important aspect getting separation sounds like it's been uh, it's been there. So he's going to be running down the field, and his defenders be going to be chasing behind him, and Justin Fields is going to drop it right in the breadbasket. He's not going to have to make any challenging catches. It's going to be sixty yard touchdowns all day long. He caught the ball on the fucking slant that he got. He just didn't keep it. Got it knocked out. That's fine. Uh, we're we're not he's not the Velas level scrutinization yet, obviously, but um yeah. Once the bullets so, start flying in the game, the microscope gets uh, put on you. Yeah, yeah. Then it's then it's brought out and you're you cannot make any mistakes. Um 
Like I said, I liked Isaiah Ford got wide open down the sideline. I couldn't tell because of his number what he was. I don't. Re- I couldn't remember he was wide receiver. He's wearing thirty two, so I thought like Cedric Benson was out there catching passes for us. Um, Darius Fountain caught a ball. Simba Webster caught a ball. Joe Reed had two. Um, dude, how is Simba Webster still on this roster? Didn't we sign him like two or three years ago? I think it was two, but I don't know because he's the Lion King. Who cares? It's just funny because he's like he was a pace signing. He's still around. It's just it's funny to me. I mean, he can catch punts. He can, yeah. <laughs> he has no problem catching punts. Um, yeah, I don't know what you do with a guy like that. I mean, he's really just a body to for quarterbacks to throw to in the preseason and to pretend to be the other teams something on practice squad for the whole year. So he's like, he's like a good elevation player. If a few guys get hurt and you need a special teamer and wide receiver six or something. Yeah. All right. We're halfway through this bad boy and we have not gotten anywhere. Uh, Tight ends. We're going to flat out skip because they didn't do shit. Um, Steven Carlson had one catch, two targets. O line, O line. So we'll move on to the O line, and uh, looks like Lucas really wants to lead us off with that. So how did man, you that's, feel, Lucas? That's Joe, man. Joe, how did you feel? <laughs> they were they were nasty. It was great. <laughs> oh, it was so great. Ah! Darnell Wright was getting after it. Darnell Wright in limited snaps. I was I was really pleased with his physicality. Tevin Jenkins bowling over some people. And uh, Jatir Carter basically Jatir got Carter. Yeah, he got Nate Davis back off the the uh, back he did. <laughs> did you guys see his comments too? Nate, Nate Davis, Davis is-, is like respectfully. I don't want to talk about why I wasn't here. So wait a minute, I I might have missed something. Is he is Nate Davis back in practice now today? Yeah, Jatir, Jatir, Jatir Carter had probably the best game on the whole offensive line, and Nate Davis is magically better. But respectfully, he doesn't want to tell anyone what he was happen what he was going through that's his choice i mean yeah it's his choice it's just yeah ironic like oh this guy's pushing for you know pushing for his job but but really uh he did have a nice little day and i think that he will uh you know you keep that up you're gonna make the roster all right so this i think this is a good talking point too about kind of what we hit home last year like ryan poles drafted all these linemen in like the third round people expected you know we're like happy with one of them hitting, but like if these guys can develop into you know backup level players, holy shit, we're hitting the jackpot. You hear Carter was a seventh round pick last year. I mean, it looks like he's come a long way from you know not being active at all last year, really. Uh, to to he was pitching a, a shutdown the preseason and looking good in camp so far. So, you know, these are I don't know, these are kind of the picks that we used to just throw away, and now it seems like we can actually develop players and I've seen um I've seen some ex-offensive linemen on Twitter saying that the Bears coaching has been really good like on the screen passes and stuff so really positive for me I think overall with the coaching staff too in developing these guys you even had some positive praise and like I don't want to get I still think he's gonna get cut but you still had some positive praise about Leatherwood too like the starters Braxton Jones and Donna Wright, that's probably where your biggest focus is on. And, the, and both those guys in limited action held up and played well. Of course, the Titans weren't really playing. You know, they, you got to take into account what the Titans were doing. So there's that aspect. But 
for a first showing with the new five, I mean, or obviously you didn't have Nate Davis out there, but for the first showing with the new group, it's like, oh, wow, these guys might might actually uh, be able to move, be man movers, resetting some offensive line, and, and, and you see the athleticism on the screen plays. Uh, it makes me it makes me tingle. It makes me real excited for for, for this coming year because really, I, everybody wants to focus on Justin Fields, rightfully so. But it's all about the if the offensive line performs, if the offensive line performs at a top half of the league level, the rest of the offense will. I feel confident in Justin's playmaking ability behind uh, an adequate offensive line. I feel confident in Khalil Herbert's ability to be an above average running back. So same with Rose John Johnson and Deontay Foreman. I don't really see any of them as stars, but above average serviceable running backs. It all comes down to how well the offensive line plays. If they play well, then boom, your Tyler Scott's going to get separation. You're going to see great. You're going to see opportunities for the wide receivers down the field. So I, I'm really excited for, for for what we saw on Saturday. It's just the first step. It's just the first step. But uh, I liked the first little bit. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I. Uh... I'm very encouraged by what we saw. I did see Doug Kramer was out there for some snaps. I didn't see specifically how he did. Did either of you catch you know Luke was just talking about, you know, the that draft class where Ryan Poles threw everything at offensive line. Did uh did Doug Kramer stick out at all? I had to I cut the game off with about five minutes left in the third quarter. So so I watched uh, first uh, first half and most of the third quarter before I had to go to a work obligation. I don't know how he played. I didn't notice him one way or another. All right. I feel like a line is kind of hard to watch in one take. Like, unless you're looking at a specific player, it's it's hard to see how all five guys are doing, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Um, cool. Uh, offensive line, solid. Uh, we are excited for a better offensive line than last year. That's for sure. Uh, as far as the defense, we'll just flip the script and – Go over to the defensive line. Highlight of the day was clearly Travis Gibson, who just fucking destroyed Tennessee. Um, he was one of the people that hadn't had a lot of noise in camp when the original depth chart came out. He was listed fourth. Uh, he touched on that a little. Hey, what? He touched on that a little bit in post game. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, you you got that clip or anything, Joe? Or you just want to? No, he basically he, he was he was in front of the locker uh, in front of his locker, and they were asking about it, and he said, "Well, I deleted social media this year to get more focused on uh to get more focused on the game, but I I, I had heard whispers about the depth chart, and so uh yeah, that might have been a motivational factor." <laughs> well, good. Now, good. Did, did you guys? Ass. Now I gotta ask: Do you guys think the Bears are kind of giving? Gibson, the Tevin Jenkins treatment from last year, because I thought it was weird that in Eberflus's postgame comments, he mentioned guys that stood out to him, he mentioned DJ Moore, Tyreek Stevenson, and um, DJ Moore, Tyreek Stevenson, and Darnell Wright, who barely played uh, as guys who stood out to me, did not mention Travis Gibson, which I thought was fascinating to say the least, especially after the depth chart news. Um, I mean, how do you, how are you guys feeling about this? It's, it's definitely a little weird that he wouldn't even acknowledge him after the game that he had. Hopefully. Was Gibson was was Gibson a polls pick or, or, or a pace pick? Pace. He's a pace pick. Yeah, 
And, and ironically, he, he played better when he switched defenses to a 3-4, even though his college defense was a 4-3, which we run now. I don't know. But, I mean, after that game, I you know, we're talking about D-line, him and Terrell Lewis. I feel like kind of both had games where you could say you can't really cut these guys at this point, and I surely hope they don't have to choose between one of the two for, I don't know, one of these other random guys they want to keep. Um, I mean, how, how are you guys feeling about the edge rusher room overall and how they looked in this game? I thought the guys they trotted out there to start didn't look great. Rasheem Green and um, Dom Rob. Oh, Dom, Dom Rob. Rob. Yeah, yeah, Walker didn't play. Um, uh, Robinson didn't look good. Yeah, Green. Like, they, no, they were not getting pressure at all on Malik Willis's first time time handling the offense then the, the, the titans drove right down the field on him on that first drive i know joe was kind of going nuts when he saw that the first time are we at all worried about this starting d-line or i mean what do we think butter it was not good it was not good and there was no derrick henry out there um it was basically whatever the titans wanted to do running the football and, you know, Malik Willis dinking and dunking on that first drive. That's my biggest concern with this defense is can they stop the run? And, we, I mean, maybe we're ahead of ourselves, but week one is looming large. And the best way for the Packers to attack us is to give it to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon over and over and over again and not have uh, Jordan Love do a whole lot. Man, you, you I'm, I'm still concerned about the about stopping the run. I loved what you – I mean, you already hit it, Luke, on Terrell Lewis and Gibson. I loved that. And Pickens had himself a nice little game from time yeah. to time. Uh, but I am – and obviously, you didn't have uh, you didn't have Tremaine Edmonds, so, like, that's going to be different. You didn't have Jaquan Brisker. That's going to be different. But that's my biggest area of concern for this team as a whole. If you can't – if you're going to get the ball run up your face, run down your throat over and over and over again – it's going to make it for a long time. That, that, that's what makes me so angry about the Vegas Jones thing because I think this defense is going to have a hard time getting off the field on third down. And so when they do get off the field, uh, you're going to have to take advantage of it. What, what I did like about the defense, I mean, as a whole, is they got after the football. They got after the football. They were so close on turnovers uh, a bunch of different times. They were so close on interceptions, ripping balls out for, for, for fumbles that you know were a little bit after the whistle. I love the attitude. I think that's where they're going to get off the field more is turning the football over rather than, uh, rather than traditionally stopping offenses. Yeah, I agree. I think uh... – I don't know. Billings had a tough game. Justin Jones had a tough game. They just didn't look. They looked like they were getting pushed around or pushed. I mean, like, I. I mean, zone running is 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 the NFL right now, and like, Billings can just get washed down because he's just big and he's really only fits going straight at you. You know, you start going moving that dude laterally, and he loses a lot of his um, draw. So uh, Dexter. Didn't stick out one way or the other to me. Uh, Pickens had a had a pretty good game, and that's that's another guy that was getting some uh, some negative talk around camp is that he what just wasn't looking that great. So uh, good to see him kind of step up as well. Uh, yeah, Lewis good, uh, Gibson good, Rasheem Green and 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 Domin- Dominic Robinson. I feel like had a one something like a pressure or a. 
something. I thought he did. I thought he had one decent play, but like that doesn't. Yeah, Travis Gibson was just ridiculous in this game, though. Yeah, I mean, Gibson do you guys all over it? You guys do think there should be room for both Gibson and Lewis on the roster, right? Like, my big fear is that they would somehow keep Dom Rob over one of them, just because he was a, a draft pick. We're not in a position uh, sure. to be cutting talent. Not especially on the edge. I, I'll tell you, Joe. I know we kind of gave gave your Bama guy shit, but I did. His bend was pretty. His bend was NFL level good. Like it, he looked legit out there. Definitely. He also had some plays that were pretty. Man, he looked like he was taking the playoff. Like he yes, looked like he was yes. just taking the playoff. That's his biggest issue from from the time that he was in college to currently today on the Bears. With the Rams, it was when does Terrell Lewis want to play? If he wants to play, oh my gosh, look at how good he is. When he doesn't want to play, it's like, where the bleep are you? And what, what, what are you thinking? And so, you know, to Luke, yes, the bend looks great a couple of times. You get two sacks, you, you force a fumble. But then in between, Chris, you're right. Does he want to play? Does he, does he want to play the run? No, he doesn't really want to play the run. He wants to attack the, he, he wants to attack the quarterback. So, what are you going to get out of him? Are you going to get play in, play out? That's his biggest issue. And uh, Chris, to your point earlier, I know we. Um, one thing I watched specifically with Dexter is to see, you know, how how he was getting off the ball and and what he did. Um, I did I did think Dexter was playing kind of vertical a lot of the game. Um, he was he was getting moved a little bit with it. He, I, he ended up leaving the game for a little bit and coming back. So don't think his injury is too serious, but a lot of what we saw in college kind of appeared in the preseason game as well. So hopefully we're seeing some steps forward in the next few weeks uh, on that front. Facts. What about, I don't have much on the linebackers. I'll open that up to you guys. My biggest takeaway from secondary was Tyreek Stevenson playing well. Tyreek Stevenson, I thought was very physical and, and really proved himself to be an exciting early draft pick. Are we skipping over linebackers? Or are you going? No, no, I just don't have anything on it, so I'm opening that up to you guys. Uh, I think Noah Soul's really good. I think he's looking way better than where we picked him at, and uh, you know we kind of talked about his potential before being kind of recognized as a guy who could have been a first round pick this year before the last season he had, and you know he plummeted in the draft. But um, I he has been having a fantastic camp from everything I've heard, and. Um, you know, we kind of joked about it on this podcast before, um, but you know, if you're if you're in the tub in camp, it kind of puts your spot in, in jeopardy. And I don't think Jack Sanborn's necessarily in jeopardy, but I do think the Bears have some really good linebacker depth with Noah Sewell. And if Sanborn was to ever miss some time, I think Sewell could do a good job filling in for him. I think he had a sack as well, and uh, yeah, you know, that was yeah, another yeah. thing we we talked about. He was. He played some DN in college or rushed the passer. So interesting skill set. I, I really like uh, that the Bears added him, and I like their linebacker depth overall. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I only saw TJ Edwards make one tackle, I think. Um, he uh, he crushed Skaronsky on the goal line. Skaronsky tried to block him this T-Rex arms on the goal line, and Edwards just threw him. And Skaronsky's arms were, like, flailing. It was hilarious. If I could find the clip, I'll send it to you. But Skronsky's arms were like flailing over his head. You could see his arms. Yeah, after they were like, he looked like a wavy balloon. 
after TJ Edwards chucked him, dude. It was hilarious. Uh, I was just saying because they're so small. Like little baby. Oh, yeah, that's right. Little well, baby I, mom. I do think that stopped him from uh, actually engaging with Edwards. So. Um. Yeah, Pickens had a sack. Yeah, all right. So, um, yeah, Sewell had a sack. Pickens had a sack. Gibson. Lewis had two, uh, I think. Baskerville. Lewis had two. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. What the fumble? Yeah, I got the fumble on one. He's a glory hog. That's what he is. Like, If we have a glory hog who's getting me two sacks and a forced fumble – AKA. I mean, I'm good with that. What, what, what are you gonna what, what are you gonna say when uh when that's what that's what Ngakwe does? He gives you 11 sacks, but just gets his ass kicked versus the run game. Joe, you gonna give him that and treatment? That, I mean, it's the same sort of thing. Do you want to play down in and down out? And yes, I think Lewis, what you saw on Saturday, is a great example of a skill set. He can be effective and get after the passer, and that's what's going to keep him in the in the league. Uh, but it's a little frustrating to watch and think about his talent as a whole what he could be. Hmm. Yeah. I, I hate wasted talent, but it is what it is. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of other, you know, comments on the linebackers either. Uh, Joe said it. I thought uh, Tyreek Stevenson had a game, but I thought Kyler Gordon had a game, man. He <laughs> fucking blasted people out there. Um, that was exciting to watch. And I thought that first hit he laid on dude was completely a fumble. Uh, I oh, wish yeah. they would have reviewed that then r- rather than reviewing the second one that was not a fumble that they f- threw the flag for, but whatever. Um, yeah, dude's laying people out. I thought that was nice. Uh, Ojemudia had their, had a pick. Uh, like I told you guys, he's my Madden backup. You know, he's, he's solid <laughs> when, he, when he gets some run. He's, uh, he's not terrible. Uh, who else had a – let's see here. Tyreek had pass deflection. Tyreek? Tyreek uh, was really good uh, with his run fits too on the outside. I thought. I mean, mm-hmm. he did. He did kind of get picked on the goal line the one time, and you know that's a common NFL play that I'll have to get used to. But I, I think what we saw on Saturday from Tyreek is going to be a good indicator of what we're going to see this year. It's going to be definitely a mixed bag of a little bit of rookie struggles, but he's also going to have a lot of plays make you say, "All right, this guy belongs." And uh, overall, I was like you said, Chris, very impressed. I know you agree, Joe. Um, I just think overall is kind of a guy that he really needed to go to a, a system that fit him well in the NFL. And, and I do think Eberflus's defense is kind of perfect for him. So excited. Uh, we added him to the team and I think he kind of put to bed the Terrell Smith, um, competition, if you will. I think Stevenson is going to be their dude. Yeah, no, he, he had a great game. Um, as far as you know, any of the other defensive backs, I know uh, there were some there were some interceptions by um, AJ Thomas and Braylon Trahan. Braylon, both of them also had pass deflections. Hard to really judge those guys versus the talent that they're playing against, but I I think I've heard great good things about AJ Thomas from camp. So. Um, and plus with that depth chart that came out that had some of those guys that were playing well last year, like buried on it, plus Vildor, like Vildor didn't stick out at all. Like, I mean, he played, I saw him out there, but I only saw him out there because I was like, oh, hey, there's 22 in there with the fours. 
You know? Yeah, there's like, there's two different directions. There's the uh, Travis Gibson buried on the depth chart to motivate you, and then there's the Kindle the door buried on the depth chart. You're not making the roster. If you're running out there in the fourth quarter, your chances of making it are, are not great. Oh, he, come on. Yeah. That means Badgett doesn't have a chance. Come on. Didn't he tweet out business is business and everybody kind of speculated that he get, that he's gone? Yeah, I think that was just the death chart, though, dude, which like there was some rumors like like on Hogan Johns that that wasn't even the official real death chart. It was just something like kind of Lucas speculated about last week. It was just something to throw out there. And then they came out with the other one. But then the other one also threw people into a tizzy. They were like, well, wait a minute. Which one's which? And I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of a funny thing, but who cares? It's like it's August fourteenth. We are now two, three, four weeks away from the regular season, essentially. Um, yeah. So looking forward to the what Colts game next. Yep, um, and joint practices this week. Anthony Richardson apparently had a pretty good game. He threw an interception, but then had a nice bounce back. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch the Bears defense go up against that dude. Uh, he's probably just going to run all over him if if they let him run in the preseason. I don't even know. I don't. Yeah. Do you? So normally, I guess now that they have three games, the second one will probably be the one where they give the starters the most run rate. Maybe like two or three series or something. Series? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they'll keep him out there for like a half, but I think like or maybe a quarter or something. Maybe like one quarter. Uh, two or three series is like I said. Maybe. Maybe. Um, well, anyway, joint practice reports will be fun this week. Yeah. Uh, special teams. Trenton Gill had a had a boomer. He boomed the shit out of the ball. Dude, Kyrus was money. And Kyrus was money. Yeah. Yeah. Making uh, making that cut from uh, Schmidt that much more. Uh... Oh, well. Um, yeah. Joint practices. Uh, practice reports will be fun this week. Another game next week. Uh, looking forward to it. It's almost, you know, fall weather has pretty much already started in Denver, and I don't get it. We got like, so last year we had 70 days over 90 degrees. This year we've had 17 so far. We That's are good, never right? going to fucking catch it. It's great. It's great. Except like my kids barely got outside this year. So it's, a, it's just a little weird. The heat index in Alabama today was 113. It was 70 here today, and it almost rained. I swear. I'm dr- like, it was, I'm, 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 you got any space in your basement? Yeah, lots. <clears throat> Tons. I got a futon right there. Come Dude, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm hitting the road and coming to Denver right now. It is, it's been over 113, over 105 heat index for the last two weeks here. It's disgusting. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very happy. Dude, <laughs> the weather here is so bipolar. It could be, yeah, so here we go. So today was supposed to be high of 79. And then tomorrow it's 92, 94, 92, 93, 92, 92, 92. So yeah, we're going to get a run. And, and mine's going to be below 80s all night, all this week. Fucking <laughs> all over the place. Uh, so the only real weather that matters is the stuff going on in Hawaii. So thoughts and prayers with those folks uh, for sure. Uh, but other than that, that's all I got. Indianapolis oh, this know. week. Luke? All right. What is the uh, – so if, if they have two days of joint practices, the Bears have been pretty feisty. How many fights do you think they get into with the Colts in, in, during the joint practices? 
the Colts are pussies, but Anthony Richardson's going to do something to piss everybody off, and they're at least going to have a have a Bears defense versus Colts offense fight. Just one, two, three. I wish we had a Notre Dame defender so that he could get in a fight with uh, Quentin Nelson. <laughs> Just for shits and giggles. Who the hell is the Who the hell is the the Colts head coach? Or Suriani? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Steichen. Uh, okay, Steichen. Brand, Shane Steichen. Brand new guy. Shane yeah. Steichen, brand new guy, uh, Eagles offensive coordinator. No, uh, he, they don't have any discipline. Eberflus is going to keep keep our guys in line, but they're but their guys. Gonna, uh, I think it's going to get chippy. I see. I would love to see a joint practice. I think that's probably the most intense practice there is out there. Shit, dude! I went to Broncos Bears when they came here. Meh. Nothing. Nah. It just seems like I don't know. It seems like the, a lot of shit kind of boils over from training camp, but I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're, maybe it makes sense. Maybe they keep him in line, Joe. You're right. I just I feel like Ibrahimovic is a disciplined guy, but you know the the Colts feel like a like an organization that's all over the place. So I don't, you don't know what to count on with them. Well, that, that's all I got for the night. So, Joe, I'll let you take us home here right around an hour in. And uh, we will talk to you all next week after the Bears play the Colts with a recap of uh, this week's practices and the game. Thank you for listening. And now enjoy Joe's rendition of Bear Down, Chicago Bears by Virginia McCaskey. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrill the nation with your T formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. And let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear down. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.